0: Welcome to Analog Jones and the Tempo Film, I'm Steve.
1: And I'm Matt.
0: And we're here, and we're about to try ourselves a nice little urban legend, Matt. You ever heard of this one with the with the pop rocks?
1: Oh yeah, that's uh, that's how Mikey from the Life Commercials died.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, I have him in my closet over there. I'm, I'm huge into cereal collectibles. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's rotting, but I, I think the stink's gone.
1: Oh, I'm sure he likes it. Well, Mikey talk. likes everything.
0: Let's rip these open. Ugh. <sighs> So, now, I never thought about this, but we'll get our Cokes here. Now, if we explode, who's going to take over the podcast? The cat. Oh! She is quite the adorable one. Very talkative, too. Shh, be quiet, up. Be quiet.
1: <laughs> she's in every episode. You wouldn't know, but she's in every episode.
0: <laughs> All right, here we go. We got our Pop Rocks and Coke, and let's... Pop Rocks first, Coke second. Let's go. There's my pop rock. They're kind of hurt. Are you supposed to take the whole thing? I'm going to take it. Mmm. Oh my god. Gotta like a
1: lot of pop rock. The first couple snaps when you first put the coke in your mouth hurt. If I explode mid podcast. Remember me as decent. <laughs>
0: I can't get rid of them all, <laughs> and my teeth hurt. Oh man, that's some smooth Coca Cola. I definitely love my Coca Cola over Pepsi. What about you, Matt?
1: I'm trying. I'm really trying to say something right now.
0: <laughs> We're never going to get our Coke dollars.
1: I think my coke dollars and your coke dollars are a little different <laughs>
0: <laughs> well on that note play the intro time to fire up the vcr this one's my favorite Uh, right there, that intro was done by Scott Roger of HMN Podcast. Thank you again, Scott. That was great. Love it. All right, so we're going to go on to the details here of Urban Legend, 1998. It re- was released in the theaters September 25th, 1998. had a budget of $14 million, but unlike a lot of the other movies we've reviewed, this one actually made its money back. It's uh thirty eight million dollars in the U S. about thirty four million dollars uh internationally so about seventy two million dollars. Nice, about like, fourteen million dollar budget. That's fantastic.
1: I guess that's why we got the sequel. We
0: got two sequels. We'll talk about that. Oh, that's
1: right. I forgot yeah. about the other one.
0: All right, so we got the director here. That is Jamie Banks. He also did Valentine.
1: Ooh, lo- you know I love Valentine. I know that's you, one you of are my favorite Valentine. Guy. Oh I do yeah. own
0: it, but. Not as big as you into it.
1: Yeah, I think I like Valentine a little bit more than this movie, but, uh, yeah, I love that one. It's so... It has that MTV 90s sleekness, but it's, it's so grimy underneath the surface. I think that's what I love about it.
0: And it's got our favorite woman from Grey's Anatomy in it, also Bride of Chucky, and also a little 90s thriller that came out Last year.
1: <laughs>
0: you have like to remind them of what that fantastic title is. This year
1: unforgettable. Oh, wait, this year. oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's even sooner, but yeah, it the nineties thriller of the year, uh unforgettable.
0: Anywho, we got to watch it and it was amazing.
1: Oh yeah, like uh I had not seen it before either, but I knew I wanted to play it with a group of people over... Uh, I'm sorry, I was just still burping Pop Rocks. It's going to yeah, happen no, the I whole can, episode. <laughs> it's going to happen the whole episode. I'm making no apologies for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I knew I wanted to play it with a group of people because it, it looked like my kind of trash, and it, uh, it, it held up. It was pretty fun. Who
0: was it
1: starring? Rosario Dawson and Katherine and... Heigl. Oh,
0: Katherine Heigl. She's actually not a real human. We found out in this movie. Yeah, she's a, a Terminator. She's, yeah. a Terminator. <laughs> she's a Terminator. She's a Stepford Wife Terminator hybrid. Yeah. Who wears all white in a muumu? Well,
1: oh, that white muumu was fantastic. <laughs> I highly recommend everyone go check out Unforgettable. Uh, <laughs> but you
0: got to be in the mood.
1: You got to be in the mood for like trash, but like, damn, does it deliver? And that moo-moo. Mm. Oh, sensational muumu,
0: fantastic. Moo-moo. Uh, we'll move on, because uh, the director, Jamie Banks had nothing to do with that. <laughs> but uh, it was, this was written by Silvio Horta. Uh, I'm assuming that's how you say his name, but uh, probably just fucked it up. Uh, he wrote Ugly Betty.
1: Oh, yeah. nice.
0: Moving on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never watched that show, but cool. <laughs> Me
0: neither. Good for him. Uh, we've got starring Jared Leto. From Who's Wreck- that guy? Yeah, I know. Requiem of a Dream, Dallas Buyers Club, and nothing else. Yeah. He was never a super villain ever.
1: <laughs> i liked I like to always wait until like uh like I watch a movie like Urban Legend, and, you know, it's got somebody like Jared Leto in it. And I just like to say when I'm watching it with somebody or, like, telling somebody what I'm watching, I'm like, oh, it stars Academy Award winner Jared Leto in Urban Legend. <laughs> if, like, they, if
0: they redo this on Blu-ray, I hope that's how they do it.
1: Academy Award winner Jared Leto. That started when uh, I had some people over and we were watching Wow Wild, Wild West, and we kept saying, Academy Award winner Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I...
0: Do you have Wild Wild West on VHS? Of course
1: I do, Steve. (laughs) Of course I do. It makes two
0: of us, (laughs) and we both should be put in an insane asylum. (laughs) But I love how... Fucking awful that
1: movie is. Yeah, it's disgusting, but uh, I'm glad it exists. (laughs)
0: Again, not starring Jared Leto. (laughs) No,
1: no. A lot of of tangents early on, but you know what? It's all good.
0: We should also tell you that it's ten o'clock at night, so we're just kind of um, delusional. Yeah, maybe a little bit.
1: I got like an hour and a half of sleep last night, so I'm (laughs) I'm sharp today.
0: (laughs) And I've been up since like eight (laughs) thirty. then let's see. Oof, I don't even know. Here we go on my notes. We got our survivor girl. Uh, spoiler alert, spoiler Steve. Alert. Uh, <laughs> Alicia Witt from Sybil and Friday Night Lights. A lot of other things. She's been a shit ton.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, we got uh, Rebecca Gayheart from Jawbreakers and Dead Like Me.
1: Oh, big fan of Jawbreaker.
0: Mm-hmm. And Michael... Rosenbaum, and if you don't know what he's from, then you've never watched the WB. The CW, or what is it now?
1: It's the CW now, but it was the WB in his time.
0: Yeah, and he was in Smallville. Of course, he was Lex Luthor.
1: The Lex Luthor.
0: And it's really weird to see him in hair in this.
1: Yeah. I don't know how I feel about him in
2: this movie. No one knows how I feel about
1: him
0: in this movie. Uh, we'll move on to the lesser people. We had Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek, Fringe, and some little film called Mighty Ducks.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's Long great.
0: Hair, Joshua Jackson.
1: He's great. He's a national treasure.
0: <laughs> if that's what you want to call him. <laughs> um, and then we had Tara Reed from American Pie, Van Wilder, and now... Resurgence of her popularity, I guess you could say, in Sharknado movies.
1: Yeah, she looks like she wants to be in those Sharknado movies about as much as I want to watch those Sharknado <laughs> movies.
0: I've only seen the first two, that's it. Same. I, I, apparently, there's five? There's
1: five now, yes. Yeah. I've seen two. I'm good. Like, I'm good. I enjoyed the first two, but I never want to see any more, I don't think. Yeah. I,
0: well, I'll probably end up watching them somehow, some way.
1: Same. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and then we go down. It also had a few other little horror icons in it, horror icons, not horror. It should be, I'll uh, like <laughs> uh, We had Robert England, which is from a little film called Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: Whole cool series, mind you. Yes. <laughs> the entire series.
0: He's only not played Freddy once in that fantastic reboot.
1: Ooh. Ooh, I try to forget about that one. That's Fantastic. bad. Fantastic. That movie's bad.
0: Stephen M. Bay thinks that film's the greatest reboot.
1: I'm gonna tell you right now, though, if that movie was out on VHS, we'd both fucking have it. So. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> fucking awful. Of course, I'd have it. <laughs> I own *Leprechaun* in the Hood, and the only reason I don't have *Leprechaun* in the Hood too is because I can't find it.
1: <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't know if that one ever made it to VHS
0: everything makes it to me. I don't a know if that one uh, did. I might not add. I actually don't know what year it came out, but uh we also had Daniel Harris, Danielle Harris, uh who played Jamie Lloyd from Halloween 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what her character was in those other Halloweens made by Mr. Rob Zombie.
1: She was the oh god, what was her name? She was uh
0: Exactly. Oh God, no! I
1: can't. No, I'm, I'm blanking because she was she was one of the she's the uh Patrice. Nancy Loomis character yeah. from the first movie. Oh God, I can't remember. The, I'm blanking, and I've seen these Halloween movies four thousand well, times. Red
0: Dwarf right? was her um, was the sheriff and her father. Yeah, correct? yeah. And he's also makes a uncredited appearance in this, and we'll get into yes. that. So there there's some connections and ties in this. Uh, we'll find another little bitty connection later on with Danielle Harris's character. We'll get into the details of that later, though. So right now, what we're going to do is we're going to play a little bit of this trailer and come back with the box art. Last week, we discussed
2: folklore. Today, we get more specific. This is what we call an urban legend. Contemporary folklore passed on as a true story. Something you might have heard about mixing pop rocks and soda.
0: Supposedly, your stomach and your intestines
2: burst. Voila, still alive. Mr. Brooks, please. He's going to explode! Somebody call 911!
0: Here's Matt with the box art.
1: So you're walking down the uh, video store in uh, 1998, which I was. Like, now I feel we did a bunch of 80s movies. Now I'm, like, caught up to when I was, like, renting a bunch of movies. <laughs> 1998 was, like the beginning of the blockbuster era for me how old were you in
0: 1998 14
1: 9 Nine. <laughs> nine. I
0: was 16 maybe I don't know math is hard
1: I yep. think 16 let's go with that okay yeah I was 9 and I was really really into stuff like this so I probably passed this movie uh multiple times in the the, the uh video store and this is what we're looking at so urban legend it happened to someone who knows someone you know. You're next.
0: Wow, that's kind of a tongue twister.
1: It happened to someone who knows someone you know. You're next. What you don't believe can kill you. We get two fun little taglines on there. Um, we've got this sh- shattered glass and black and white eye effect in the center. Uh, followed by the, or f- surrounded by the floating heads of the circa late 90s era. Jared uh, Leto, Rebecca Gayhart, uh, Rosenbaum, Tara Reed, Joshua Jackson, and Alicia Witt, are, who are our main characters. No, uh, no Drew Barrymore style uh, false advertising on the front here. Uh, we've got some scribblings of newspaper articles kind of in between there heads here talking about the murders and things that happened uh, referencing other urban legends things like uh overnight while the roommate sleeps couple dies in gang initiation babysitter phoned by killer within house kind of this standard urban legend fare uh so we'll flip over to side here we got to to everybody split so we get the three characters uh from the front split in half the other three characters from the front on the other side, uh, and then we flip over to the back. We've got a huge picture of Rebecca Gayhart. I wonder if she was really popular at this time.
0: I think they were pushing for her to be popular. Yeah, when you look at her; she looks like someone that's going to take it by storm a little bit. She's oh really yeah, pretty. She's, She's clearly, stunning. Yeah, she can handle herself on the camera. I don't know what happened though.
1: Yeah, um, so we got a nice big picture of her. We've got the killer. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Whoops. Um, and then we've got uh the... I think this is the girl... Or no, is this Alicia Witt? Is this Alicia Witt or the girl from the opening at the top here? Can you tell? It almost looks like she's got dark hair. But it might be Alicia Witt. I think Witt. that
0: is Alicia Witt when she's in the car at the very end.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, they almost kind of... She's in shadows a little bit here. It's hard to tell. And then we got Robert England at the uh, bottom for the horror fans. Uh, Here's the description of the movie. When New England college student Natalie finds herself at the center of a series of sadistic murders seemingly inspired by urban legends, she resolves to find the truth about Pendleton's own legend, a 25-year-old story of a student massacre at the hands of an abnormal psych professor. As the fraternities prepare to celebrate the macabre anniversary... Natalie discovers that she is the focus of crazed killer's intentions in the ultimate urban legend, the story of her own horrific murder. I feel like that's not really the plot of this movie.
0: <laughs> no, that's kind of... You know what? i kind of wrap this whole thing up. While when I first looked at this box art, I was like, oh, this isn't bad for late 90s Photoshop BS crap. But now the more I look at it, I'm like, I hate this. Because <laughs> after reading the tagline, which I did not, taglines, they're bad.
1: Yeah. I don't think I it's, like this cover. I know,
0: neither do I. I <laughs> thought I did it first, but the more I look at it, second second opinion sort of thing, or second glance, I'm like, No, I don't. I think it's really like what are they trying to say, symbolism with like she shattered their lives? I'm like, come on. I'm yeah, like I don't a slasher. Yeah, I
1: don't understand. It's like a it's trying to find a way to do the floating head thing, but like it doesn't work. Like I like the floating heads on uh I know what you did last summer, Scream. Those have cool coloring and things like this. This doesn't even really have any cool coloring. It just has, like, the black and white eye.
0: This just did the bullshit, like, blue, dark background with a little bit of hints of the orange. So it's just, you know... This is what fucking happened with the Michael Bay Armageddon. Yeah, this is the blue and orange. blue and orange era that started.
1: Uh, We get one review on the back, just one, and it's a hip-talking horror film along the lines of Scream. From the Washington Post.
0: Whoa, this is like (laughs) Scream?
1: I didn't get that from everything else of their advertising here. (laughs)
0: 1998? And a a Scream (laughs) ripoff?
1: That didn't happen then.
0: Question mark?
1: So so my question to you is if you're passing this tape in the video store, do you pick it up?
0: Yes. Yes? Uh, At 16 years old, damn right, you can see a little bit of Gayheart's boobage here. Done, sold.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. I,
0: was, I thought she was hot. I could care less about Tara Reid, but I like gay heart.
1: I'm looking at this cover, and I'm going to make a confession here. I think I have a crush on everyone in this film. Male, female, doesn't matter. Well, I mean, they're all so fucking pretty in this movie.
0: Jared letos it's totally acceptable. He's kind of like a Brad Pittish. ish
1: Yeah. I mean, you, Rosenbaum looks good in this one. Joshua Jackson looks good in this one. I mean, the girls. Damn. Like... Yeah, at an, at nine years old, you know, like, I was, like, all about probably looking at the ladies in this movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: and Tara Reid's not in it enough to annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. Which she did in almost every
1: film she's <laughs> ever been in. She, she also looks fantastic in this movie, too. Like, she, this is, like, the the height of Tara babed yeah. babedom here.
0: This is before she, uh, f- I don't know what the hell happened to her. <laughs> I don't keep up with the tabloids, but uh, she went to shit real quick.
1: Yeah, she kind of fizzled.
0: I don't know what happened. Not judging.
1: Not judging. Let's Let's, pop this tape in. Let's
0: pop this tape in. Coming attractions. Coming soon to home video. And in theaters, we have Cruel Intentions.
1: Yes. This was another one that, as, like, a nine-year-old boy, I was, like, obsessed with. Because it was... You get to see Sarah Michelle Gellar and Selma Blair make out... Reese Witherspoon's adorable in it, like
0: Oh, I forgot about the make out. Yeah, that was the makeout was like a
1: big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I but you know what? I'll like all like the uh teasing a nine-year-old aside, it's a fun movie. I like this movie. Fun trailer too.
0: Yeah, if I was cool enough to get a date in nineteen ninety-six or 98, I would've I would have tried really hard. But uh nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was a little young, but if I was older, nah, there's not a chance in hell.
0: <laughs> it was one of these... Like, during this time period, they had so many movies that were just like... I guess it would say, hot. This is hot right yeah. now. You know, all yeah. this...
1: MTV all of MTV, that time. MTV,
0: fucking TRL. Mm-hmm. They were probably all on TRL, probably. Just fucking trying to get this going as hard as it could. Cruel intentions, all that. But there was it, something weird about this, because it said in theaters now, right?
1: What it did was, usually with the the Sony movies you get it says that first this one said it after the trailer It's so we play the it plays the trailer for cruel intentions mm-hmm. then it says in theaters now and then immediately after that bumper it says coming soon to home video
0: yeah it was weird like really instead
1: of it, yeah. yeah instead of starting with in theaters now then giving us the cruel intentions trailer it was after It was very confusing
0: <laughs> it, yeah you're right so right when we popped it in boom cruel intentions there was no warning then in theaters the incoming attraction, which you had mentioned right when that happened. I've never seen that before. Yeah, it was
1: very weird. Like, yeah, the only thing we got when we first first put the tape in was just that little like Sony logo that yeah. comes up. That's it. That's it. And then and then yeah, it was just like here's cruel intentions. We're like, Oh fuck, so we're just jumping in here and then it did the break off.
0: It's very weird. And it's a good thing we got cruel intentions because the coming attractions after this are straight shit weird.
1: Yeah, very uh horrendous. Uh, <laughs> so we we get to Hideous Kinky with Kate Winslet, which might be a good movie, but is a horrible trailer.
0: No, I don't want to see it at all. It looks weird and weird.
1: Yeah, like 30%? it was a, it was a it was a badly put together trailer and then yeah, it also just looks like a strange movie, so maybe they just had trouble marketing it, but uh Yeah, that looks bad. But what looks even worse is Future Sport. This is a movie that I want to review.
0: You want to review. Yes. We just have to find
1: it. We have to find this movie. Dean Cain... Uh, Vanessa Williams and Wesley Snipes in a special guest appearance. Wesley Snipes. Yes. <laughs>
0: third build, and he's not even starring; he's special guest. Which I wonder how much that caught him. But Ooh. we can all catch it on Future Sports.
1: <laughs> yeah, this one looks amazing. I definitely recommend you guys looking up the trailer for this one. I uh, never heard of it. I don't think no. it looks like it looks like a rollerball knockoff, uh, but. Sure. It's
0: got a fantastic title. It just pulls you right in.
1: Future Sport.
0: Good Lord, that is so bad.
1: The the trail. This trailer, in particular, was like 1998 threw up on the screen. It was every flash cut imaginable. Everything was Dutch angles. Everything was, like, pop-colored. And, like, I don't think a shot lasted for more than, like, 0. 0.4 seconds. Yeah,
0: it was like Johnny Mnemonic <laughs> meets Hackers.
1: Yeah. For like the late '90s era, like. <laughs> bad.
0: Then we get another one. Neither of us had heard of. Somebody is waiting. Yeah, this. Gabriel Burns and also our girl,
1: Rebecca. Gayhart. Yeah, Rebecca Re- Gayheart. This looks bad. This looks real bad. Like this looks like some like sleepy, whiny indie movie, but like really
0: bad. Like families coming together when someone's sick. I guess the kid in the trailer was depressed. We have no idea.
1: Yeah, I have no idea, and like. So, we noticed a pattern with like Future sport hideous Kinky, and uh somebody is waiting. I think we caught on at this point. Every studio behind each of these three movies was different and not uh Columbia or Tristar, which is like what the box art for this says um yeah, none of none of those i mean i'm I'm assuming there's even, sony companies, but I don't know that I, that didn't I never even heard of them
2: writing them down
1: they were all different, and they were all ones I had never heard of before.
0: I assume like you assume. They bought a bunch of independent studios and distributed this.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what I think.
0: Yep. And, man, I feel sorry for Urban Luncheon (laughs) because this film does not deserve these trailers. They're bad.
1: Yeah, and I I even mentioned to you early on when we were watching the movie, I said, did this movie make money because, like, these are bad trailers. Like, we watched uh, Starship Trooper several weeks ago, and that had all the big hits on it you know that had I know what you did last summer that had Can't Hardly Wait these were Sony's big movies this was like nah what shit do we got coming out now like this was such an afterthought
0: and then after this was one with no stars at all called Implicated I didn't even bother writing notes about this one
1: I've immediately already forgotten what that is. Tra- <laughs> I don't know what's in
0: the trailer. Right? It's just some white girl doing something blah blah blah. And then we got Columbia Pictures 75 years.
1: Yeah, I love when these uh, tapes do the fun little montages like of the studio, but this one was kind of lackluster. Like after we watched like the Warner Brothers one and the Paramount ones for some of the other movies we've watched, uh, this one was kind of just like whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was in. And then we go on to our coming attraction. Let's start this breakdown, but before we do, we notice that we got a logo of this was uh, surround sound.
1: Yeah, we got the fun little S <laughs> surround sound that I remember from these 90s tapes. Uh, and then, after that, we got one that we that I remember from almost every tape I watched in my youth, but we haven't covered it yet. Uh, this film has been modified from its original version. It has been formatted to fit your TV. Yes. I remember seeing that on every movie back in the 90s.
0: Pretty much letting you know it's going to be 4-3. Yeah. <laughs> like, deal with it. 4 format. <laughs> you know, that widescreen crap?
1: Yeah, this was the first one we've covered that did that. That, that was exciting. Yeah, I was yeah. excited by that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then we get the uh, TriStar cool. logo, uh, the, mm-hmm. the horse running, and, and then we get the Phoenix Pictures Phoenix logo. Phoenix
0: Pictures. Yeah, Phoenix Pictures is an actual production company that's done some serious stuff.
1: This was their first silly sort of movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, they had The People versus Larry Flint, The Thin Red Line, and they did Urban Legend. But they started off strong, got a little weak, but then they came right back with Shutter Island. And,
1: Zodiac, yeah, Black cute. Swan.
0: Yeah, and then, and then the RoboCop reboot. Ouch. I'm not a big fan of that
1: one. There's things I like about it, mainly Michael Keaton. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we... Those are our logos, uh, and then we get up to the credits, which are, of course, in the John Carpenter font, naturally, oh, yeah. as, Sorry, as one would expect. Did, I did not notice that. Um, and, and, yeah, we see it. it's a Phoenix picture, so it's like they worked on the movie, and Sony probably came in after or whatever. Uh, Touched it up a little bit. <laughs> gave, it, gave it the marketing, probably. It needed... This terrible fucking poster. So this, I'm hating it more now, too, yeah, as we're so looking maybe at Maybe we
0: should put this box art put
1: it it, down. Put it down. It's like looking at me.
0: Uh, and then Okay, so it starts off with Matt's 90s girl crush. Yes. Driving a Ford Expedition down the road. It's raining. She's singing... What song? Can you remind oh. me again?
1: Total Eclipse of the Heart. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Turn around. <laughs> Every now and then
0: I get a little bit... I forgot the words. Uh, what other movie is that from?
1: Uh, they sing it in Old School, the Dan Band. Old School, that's yeah. it, yeah.
0: Blue! <laughs> so she gets you know, a typical thing. She runs out of gas. She's got to go to the gas station real quick. She's on E. Will she make it? Will she? Uh, she does, of course. So she pulls in, and we get a familiar face.
1: Yeah, this is the Brad Dorf cameo. Um, he gives it his all in this short little bit that he's got. He's the stuttering gas station attendant.
0: He gives too much.
1: <laughs> he's too good. Yeah, he's a
0: stuttering gas station attendant who's actually trying to help her. But he comes off a little freaky, but she's a bitch to him.
1: Well, we, we established that she's kind of a bitch, because as soon as she, he walks up and has a stutter, she's like, Freak show. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn.
0: What, do you want to get murdered? <laughs> so he takes the MasterCard with a fucking massive logo. <laughs> I don't even think there are numbers on it. It was just MasterCard.
1: Yeah. I, I bet they they them and Pepsi had to be sponsors on this movie. You
0: think? <laughs> so he takes it in, he comes out, and he's trying to tell her that I guess it didn't process. You gotta come in there for the phone. Uh, I don't wanna do the Brad Dwarf impersonation. I, I feel like the liberal in me is like, yeah, don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it might cross over into offensive territory. Yeah. It's just a stutter, but still, we don't wanna make fun of stutterers. <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: just- so she walks in there. No one's on the phone. He locks the door. Uh, he's trying to tell her something, and she fucking just sprays his face with mace.
1: Yeah, she sprays his face. She runs out of there. She gets in her car. She takes off, and then he finally is able to speak as she's driving down the road in the pouring rain. Doesn't range. she
0: actually kind of hit him too? Yeah, she
1: like she hits him, and then she throws a phone through his fucking window, like of his office, oh, yeah, and then runs away. Um,
0: because she's from the nineties. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but girls in the 90s can defend themselves.
1: Yeah, uh, what happened in these recent movies that they, like, (laughs) fucking forgot that that's a thing? Ugh, I love 90s movies. Like, uh, I don't know what's going on with movies today, but... uh,
0: There's someone in your (laughs) backseat!
1: This is what he says as she's driving away. Like, he gets over the stutter, and he's like, There's somebody in your backseat. And in just, like, the cleverest turn of starting the movie, Total Eclipse of the Heart starts back on, and... It's like doing the turnaround part. And I love that. I don't know. If you I fucking that one, love that.
0: But that was an uh, analog playing of that. It was a cassette. My oh,
1: that kind of turns me on.
0: <laughs> well, you already were attracted to her, Matt. So. nine-year-old crushing on '90s girl, yeah. which is from everything in the late '90s, and I can't name you one other movie she's in, but I guarantee you she's got a whole laundry list of. Yeah. Little bitty parts in
1: movies. Yeah, Natasha something Wagner. She's a three name, but damn, gorgeous. Nineties, gorgeous. Like the kind of gorgeous they don't make anymore. Well, <laughs> Sorry, I'm stuck. I'll yeah, leave.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she dies with an axe to the head. But fuck that. Let's go back to the reference when she, uh, she's listening to the radio too. Uh, we had someone telling uh, this girl on the radio. Maybe, oh, is this Tara Reed? Yeah. On her radio show. Yeah, she was, oh. she
1: heard the radio show.
0: So Tara Reed's listening to that. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Her character's name. Let, let's make this Sasha. Right. Sasha was listening to someone. Say,
1: you, did you draw a dick in there? No. Someone?
0: Sarah actually draws <laughs> dicks in our notes. <laughs> okay. Or she puts the word penis. Oh, okay. So a couple times I've been reading when we were doing this, and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. This first like, time yeah, I've
1: caught yeah. it. Six episodes in, and it's the first time I caught it. That's awesome. She
0: thinks it's fantastic. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, Anywho, uh, baby aspirin and birth control. That's our first reference. And then uh, the girl right here gets killed in the backseat with an axe. So that's our first urban legend death.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Her face gets blown through the window, like with the axe. There's like chunks hanging off the axe and stuff. Really gruesome opening. Mashed. Yeah. I love it.
0: Well, they're trying to compete with the Drew Barrymore. I mean, that Drew Barrymore. And the scream dying. Ooh.
1: Yeah, that's gross. Like, that's a grody Stabbed scene.
0: Damn, right in the chest. And it just hurt. I still remember... Let me say that again. I still remember watching that in the theater where I was like,
2: oh! Yeah.
0: And I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to be in that theater because I was like 15.
1: I mean, I rented that movie when it came out on video and I was seven, so. Nineties. <laughs> yeah, the nineties were a better time.
0: It was a fucking jungle back then. <laughs> or that's probably more the eighties. Yeah. yeah, the
1: nineties the were just like the progressive fucking era. Yeah.
0: These kids, they're having sex. Look at this seven-year-old. He's gonna just take the film.
1: <laughs> just watch it, I don't
0: care. That joke <laughs> stank, I'm gonna cut that. Uh, so we get... Our cutscene to our characters. I call this like the character drop. Yep. There's like boom, here they all are. And we get fucking just 90s nostalgia mash in our face. Cause this little scene's in the trailer, and I couldn't I just looked at it, I'm like, oh my god. Before I watched this, it was just a time machine. My head went right back. <laughs> Cause we get Tara Reed is the sex DJ. We meet all the college students. I said that with air quotes because these kids... I actually wrote down the ages. I, I'm i obsessed with the ages
1: in okay. all these movies. So, so what we do we got, got?
0: Jared Leto was 27.
1: Okay, so Jared Leto's my age in this movie. And yeah. I look like how I look and he looks how he
2: looks. <laughs> What's well, Jared Leto? <laughs> Fuck. Uh,
0: Alicia Witt was 23. Rebecca, that's a college
2: student. That's yeah, fair. That's,
0: that's doable. Uh Rebecca Gayhart was twenty seven. Okay. And she definitely looks older than all
1: yes, of them. Yeah, because yeah. especially in that end scene, she looks like thirty yeah. in that end scene. Spoilers. We'll get there. They've seen uh, it. Got, <laughs> I hope you've seen it. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum,
0: which was twenty six. Joshua Jackson, this surprised me. He was the youngest. He's twenty.
1: I mean he's so prolific though. He had been in so he's been in more stuff than any of them at that point, like
0: yeah, he had been the I mean, Mighty he, Ducks. Like probably acting since he's ten. Yeah, and then we got Tara Reed, which was twenty three. So I, I do admit Alicia, Alicia, what Jared Leto and Tara Reed, Before I looked these up, I was like, and Joshua Jackson, they're all I could tell right away. Rosenbaum, Gayhart, nowhere. Yeah,
1: they're, yeah, great. they're older for yeah. sure.
0: Leto, I, Jared Leto, that pretty impressive because I would have guessed he was about twenty two in this.
1: Yeah, same. I will say, though, Jerry Leto early on in the movie, when we get our character um uh, references that Michael Rosenbaum has been in college forever, though.
0: Yeah, he's supposed to be the, the like, man, dumb. wilder, dumbass. Yeah,
1: so he might sure. actually be 20, so that's the only one they can get away with, but, yeah, Rebecca right, Gayhart. Enough, yeah. Rebecca Gayhart is a little old to be playing college. She looks great, though. I'm not saying that uh, she shouldn't be, oh, yeah. but... Uh, Um,
0: She's way too old to to play this young college student, who's supposed to be probably 18, 19, maybe 20. No, no,
1: no, they're graduating, so 21. So
0: 21, 22? Yeah. Okay, so they're sitting in this Friends coffee shop. Yeah. They didn't even
1: try. No, it is Friends. The opening scene is Friends. Like, they're doing, like, the... The uh, what you call the not waterfall Uh, the fountain scene in Scream where they're all sitting around the fountain and talking about the murder they're doing the same thing but it's in the friends coffee shop it's just a 90's vomit right there and they just decided to rip two
0: things (laughs) off I love that scene when they're sitting around the fountain and you know what other thing I love in the 90's? (laughs) Friends! (laughs) just fucking shove that right in the script uh, and then it kind of immediately puts all of our characters in the stereotype. You had Tara Reed, which is a sex DJ, so maybe not slutty, but sexually uh, free.
1: Yeah, she she's it's not that she's like the sex DJ like uh, Dr. Ruth. She's like Howard Stern. Yeah. She's gross. like she the first thing we see her do is like fillet a microphone. Like yes. we're talking like we're yeah. talking into now, like we're also filleting right now. <laughs>
0: She's just like jerking off a microphone.
1: Yeah. So, like, they. they, That's sort of really the only development we get for that Sasha character. But, uh, yeah,
2: well, yeah, she's like
1: a. Howard Stern meets the sultry voice, uh, Lighthouse, uh, uh, DJ in, um, The Fog. The Fog, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which you brought up, and I didn't even think about that, but that was spot on.
1: I think that's what they're going for. It's like, yeah, the 90s version of that character, yeah, probably.
0: Perfect. And then we get introduced to Parker, which is. Obviously a douchebag and Joshua Joshua Jackson's character, Damon. They're both college douchebags.
1: Right, that's sort of their character. Like, I think Damon's supposed to be the more edgy one. He's, like, the funny guy. He's the practical joker.
0: He's got dyed blonde hair.
1: But, like, yeah, uh, Michael Rosenbaum. What's his character's name? Parker. Parker. God, I didn't even catch that in the movie. Dude, I, uh, um, IMDb, help me. Yeah, I didn't even catch that in the movie. Um, the
0: only character I caught the name of was Natalie. Yeah, they I said like it about a fucking thousand times. A
1: thousand times. <laughs> um, <laughs> even if
0: I wanted to forget, they
1: wouldn't let me. Natalie and Damon, they say a bunch, because they're like, Damon's the king of jokes. Where's Damon? Damon's not here, but he's probably off in a hotel sleeping with somebody. <laughs> yeah, they do mention
0: Damon <laughs> I just wanted to forget his character,
1: though. (laughs) See, I like him a lot better than Parker, though, because Parker's just like the dumb Van Wilder, I've been in school forever, meathead douchebag. Mm -hmm. Joshua Jackson is more like the practical joker funny guy douchebag, so I I like Damon more than Parker.
0: Yeah, it starts out with Lex Luthor, I I mean Parker, (laughs) uh, telling the urban legend of how the school had, 25 years ago, people got slaughtered. Uh, and then immediately coming in was um, Paul, which is, they establish, oh, he's smart because he corrects him.
1: Yeah, and he he's all about the newspaper. Like, the first thing he says is about the newspaper, that he's, the story he's investigating.
0: He's good-looking and smart.
1: Yeah, he's the journalist boy.
0: He's the best of both worlds. Uh, and, and
1: Rebecca Gayhart wants to boink the shit out of him because uh, she is... All about that after he walks away in that friend's coffee shop yeah, opening and they scene. They also try to
0: establish that he's self centered in it because they're sitting there talking, like, oh, is he checking me out? And he's like, no, it's probably the mirror behind us. I'm like, I, what? I yeah, and
1: I get that he's like obsessed with his work and that he's ov- overly. You know, like, he's a journalist, but he's just, like, a college journalist, and he's, like, overdoing it. But, like, I never got that he was, like, narcissistic. I just thought he was, like, obsessed with his job.
0: Yeah, if they would have had him looking in the mirror, adjusting his, you know, like, hair, fixing himself or something, and then said that, he had been like, oh, okay, I get it. He's into himself. Never did that. Yeah, And that's pretty much the only self-centered line I think they have for him the rest of the film.
1: Yeah, the, the only way they establish that is with dialogue, not by showing anything. That must have been Sony's doing. <laughs> No, I think that was... I think that was We Need a Scream script in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: do wonder how... I couldn't find anything how fast this was written, but this was two years after Scream, so...
1: Yeah, and the same year as Scream 2, which has Joshua Jackson, Rebecca Gayhart... Um, is anybody else? Jeez, I think the, those two, at least, in Scream 2. It just bounce from one side mm-hmm. to the next. And... Uh, they're both red herrings in the movie, too, in Scream 2. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I, guess, I don't think Jasper Jackson's ever uh, a red herring in this, but definitely uh, Jared Leto's character is at one point. So we move on to goth chick. Yeah. Just fucking smashing that right in your
1: face. Yeah, like, she's having sex, which... Uh, is that, like, a stereotype for goths, that they have sex a lot? I don't... I've never heard uh, that before. I guess it is now. i <laughs> never heard that before. But anyway... She's having banging sex. Banging away
0: to Rob Zombie. Rob
1: Zombie. And Daniel Harris later is in Rob Zombie's Halloween.
0: Amazing. <laughs> I, I do. This scene irritates me. No one walks in, so they're just banging away in the room. Yes, you could walk into your roommate banging someone. But then she's like, close the door. Cover your head. You're like, yeah. What?
1: Also, do people say banging still? We both just said it, but I feel like it's outdated already. Do people say that still? Bring banging? it back. Banging, we are
0: bringing that shit back.
1: Banging. We're banging things. I don't know. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. Yeah, she's just like, get inside and cover your head. And it's like, no, I feel like she should be like, get out. Like, <laughs> where's the sock on the door? Come
0: back in five minutes or oh, yeah. something. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah, do girls do sock on the doors?
1: Does anybody ever do that? I don't fucking know. I never got laid. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, tapes. Uh, Not cutting that
0: out. Uh, Yeah, so she ends up putting up with, uh, which any roommate who puts up with that, uh, again, that's part of her character. She's this smart, nice girl. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to ruffle anyone's feathers, so to speak.
1: And we find out later that she was sort of the cheerleader cool girl. Like, the front of the photo of the cheerleaders with the girl who we saw die in the opening scene, and I never got from her character that she would be, like, head cheerleader. Like, she's beautiful, yeah. for sure, but she doesn't have, like, the sort of, like, I don't know, the the air of, like, somebody who'd be into any sports at all. Like It was
0: missing a scene to establish
1: that. Yeah, she's very... They established her as very bookwormish and very, like survivor girl like, all the stereotypes of a survivor girl, which I just don't ever see the head cheerleader as the survivor girl. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but a little misfire
0: Yeah, like, when they were sitting on the couch, you could have had a bunch of cheerleaders come by and go, ugh, I'm, glad, I'm so glad I'm not doing that anymore. Right, that's all, all you needed, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, they just said, fuck it. Then we get to the classroom scene that pretty much tells you what this movie's about, We get Freddy teaching Urban Legend 101.
1: Right, like, because that's a class. Like, I fucking went to art school and that wasn't a class. (laughs) Like, where, what prestigious university is teaching Urban Legend 101?
0: (laughs) I want to take that class. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right? I would have signed up for that shit. Oh,
0: of course, everyone. That place would have been fucking packed.
1: (laughs) Sounds like an easy
0: A, sweet. Uh, he's talking about the babysitter and there's a man upstairs using the same phone, that fucking... And then he title drops so hard, he's just like urban legend.
1: Yeah, he's like, these type of stories are known as the urban legend. And then like Joshua Jackson in the uh, auditorium where the class is being held, it's like cheers. (laughs) Like, like, you said the title,
2: alright! good job!
0: That's going to be straight up in the trailer, dog.
1: It, it, it guarantee it is. Yeah, when we watch that trailer later, it it's, it's in there for sure. I can't
0: even remember the trailer, but yeah, definitely. I mean, I watched the trailer right before this. Of course I know it's in the <laughs> uh, And then we get, uh, like, his phone rings, and then Gayheart ends up laughing, and he's like, is there something funny, young lady? And then he kind of just, like, makes her go up, get up here now.
1: Yeah, he's like... If you want to laugh in my class, you got to participate, so come up, and they do the Pop Rocks thing. Yeah.
2: Pop Rocks!
1: Um, and she doesn't want to do it because she thinks Mikey from The Life Serial died doing it. He shows a picture of Mikey, which I'm sure they had to pay for, which was just weird why they had to even go that far. Do you think uh, it was the
0: real Mikey when they showed, like, oh, here he is alive today? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and, Moving on.
1: And, and then, yeah, Joshua Jackson goes up there, does it, fakes, like, dying. You know, because he's, he's the prankster. prankster. He's the prankster. <laughs> and, you know, all the while, like, somebody is like, call the police. And, like, a little, like, nerdy kid goes running out of the classroom. Like, those cops are going to be pissed. <laughs> like, <laughs> this
0: fucking kid. Is it that same fucking little Damon? <laughs> such a prankster. I never liked that blonde hair. Don't trust him. <laughs> What's next after this? I don't know. Uh, oh, this is... <laughs> We have the security guard show up and the Dean, which gets super defensive to Jared Leto because they find out, like, it goes public that that girl got decapitated.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Dean, the security guard, we kind of learn more about, like, Jared Leto can't let a story go and, like, the Dean doesn't believe anybody. Um, and we establish the security guard who is, uh, played by Loretta Devine who is awesome in this movie.
0: Her character's name is Reese Wilson. That's all the notes I have on her.
1: Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have a lot to do in this movie, but, like, she's instantly likable. Like, they really establish her as, like...
0: Well, they kind of want to treat her like she's dumb at first.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, you're the rent-a-cop. But, uh, yeah, I think that's that's what makes her likable, then. Because she's not stupid. She's just... In, in a shitty job.
0: Yeah, we'll get into it later about her character, but you kind of do want her to get, you know, get everything right, figure everything out, right? Uh, so, and they, they they're playing off the whole like oh cover this shit up type thing, uh, which we've seen in so many movies, so right. especially horror movies. They do it. Did they even do that in Scream? Did the principal try to cover it up? Or he he seemed like he was cooperating.
1: Yeah, it was like he wanted to get back to classes, but he also wanted to protect the kids. Yeah,
0: kind of like covered up. up let's not make this public let's not let's make tra- this bigger
1: yeah. than it has to be type thing Yeah.
0: someone just fucking murdered <laughs> we get another friend scene immediately after this and this is when Joshua Jackson has this funny line of she gives great head she gave great head you guys get it?
1: yeah that, he even says do you get it? that he's he's the uh, stew from uh, Scream definitely in this movie like
0: yeah oh yeah that's yeah
1: saying like the I forget Stu's line in Scream, but, like, he, you know, he makes the joke about her getting gutted uh, in the fountain scene. Um, So it's Yeah, it's definitely modeled after him. And, yeah, it doesn't have as much to do as Stu does in Scream, unfortunately.
0: We go back to Goth Girl, which we both noticed that she apparently was using medicine called lithium, and the only thing I knew it as was something in batteries. Turns out... After I Googled it, yes, I literally Googled what this was for you. For you, listeners. <laughs> it's medicine for depression and bipolar disorder. I was like, oh, well, it's, now it's real.
2: We put in the work. <laughs>
0: because I was hoping lithium would be some type of drug that kids use, and then it turned out to be real, and I was like, oh.
1: Yeah, to, the way they... See, I was confused because, I mean, I wasn't in college in the 90s, so I don't know, but, like, the way they sort of talked about it, the couple times they brought it up, was almost like how, like, Adderall was for, like, our generation. Like...
0: That's, I was kind and of that's what I be, thought it would
1: be. Like, an Adderall.
0: But no, it turns out it was some real shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, like, antidepressants. Like, and again, why does this goth character have to be, like, so, like, she's bipolar and depressed and has sex all the time. It's like, give a little fucking dimension to this character, like... No. Because
0: <laughs> she's also pissy, because... Uh, what the fucks. Natalie comes in and wants to use the phone, and she's on dial-up internet, which I love. Oh date. yeah, That's so awesome. Yeah, like, and she
1: gets on the corded phone still to try to make that call. Like millennial. <laughs>
0: listen up. Back in the day, we had to dial up our internet on a phone line.
1: Yeah, like you if, couldn't be on both at all. There was no cell phones yet. Like, like I still saw this. Like, this was this happened very quickly in our lifetimes. Like
0: <laughs> It was totally not cool. <laughs> so she's got to get off the line, and we noticed she was on some goth internet. Goth for room. you. Goth for you. <laughs> yeah, so she gets all pissy for no reason. It's another thing where I was like, man, they just want us to hate this goth character.
1: For no reason whatsoever. Like, she's fine. She's just a girl. Like, she's not... I don't know why they had to make her such a caricature.
0: After this Jackson comes in and he starts talking to her and he's trying to set up. Damon's trying to be like, "Oh, you know, I'm a good listener. Maybe we should go out tonight. You can come in my car and we'll be we'll be like I'll listen to you and that's all."
1: Yeah. So so she does. <laughs> she believes well, she believes the prankster, but it's cuz he's got that baby that cute ass baby face. So that's and why that, she those fell for it. Locks. Yeah, the the bleach blonde. And they locks. don't
0: waste time though. He immediately becomes a fucking
1: asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he gives her some line in the car and then is like, well, "We should probably get together then. I can understand your pain. Let's let's hook up."
0: Yeah, he starts the car, which I do... This was pretty funny. Oh, this is I the best people, moment in the fucking movie. People got a good chuckle out of this in the theater when he's doing his little... He's got a bang on his car a couple times, give it gas, and he starts it up, and then the radio comes on with, I don't wanna win. I <laughs> want
1: he, to wake! And he he cool. looks so disgusted, and he turns the radio off, and that's it. That's all they... That's, that's
0: not acting. That's really how he feels about
1: it. <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously, with the dyed hair, he's playing the douchebag. He's trying to get away from his Dawson's Creek image with this movie.
0: Mr. Will Wheaton.
1: He did the same thing in Python, which is one of our bonus episodes, probably down the line somewhere. (laughs) No,
0: wait. I think, no, I think our, was our bonus episode? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's like our. That was our test run that we're gonna release ah, later. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Spoiler alert: Python's coming. <laughs> <laughs>
0: on one on one of the weeks we can't record, we're gonna put out a special episode.
1: <laughs> Don't tell them that it's special. <laughs>
0: I'll cut it. Not really. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was a really funny scene, uh, then basically Jackson, or Damien, tries to get in her pants the whole time.
1: Yeah, and then when she refuses him, he's just like, fine, I gotta take a leak. <laughs> and
0: just yeah, she just calls leave. him, he's like, you don't have to be a bitch about it after he gets punched in the face for trying to, I wouldn't say rape, I'm not gonna
1: go No, he was just being the sleaze bag. he but wasn't he being was... like an asshole, he's just being a sleaze bag.
0: Was... He kind of does a... It's sunny. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. The implication. Right. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. A car that's not started. What are you going to do? Yeah. He,
1: it is... It's a little skeezy. And she... You know, because this was the progressive 90s, the awesome 90s, she punches him in the fucking face, like, hard. Yeah. Gives him, like, a black eye and is like, do you want a second black eye? Yeah, He's like, sure. I'm going to go take a leak. <laughs> she not fuck around with him. And God, I love it, the 90s.
0: And then he gets... Taken by the the winter coat wearing, is this the first?
1: This is the first appearance the of the reveal. winter coat. Yeah, this is
0: the reveal of the winter coat and the killer that clearly isn't a girl. I mean, it's a guy. <laughs> what?
1: I mean, the killer is a guy. That's yeah. the stunt man playing the killer, but reveal later, it's not a guy.
0: <laughs> and then somehow she strings him up and then just does this whole contraption up in the uh, the tree here, one without making any sound.
1: In seconds.
0: Yes. <laughs> even even during the theater, I was like, what the fuck? Come on.
1: Yeah, she rigs up the whole thing so that he's hanging above the tree and his feet are dragging across the top like the urban legend. She thinks yeah. somebody's trying to get in, so she drives the car away, and he hangs to his death yeah. because the rope is also tied to the back of the car, and he goes stringing up in the air.
0: Well, and the killer tries to get Natalie. Natalie fights back because this is the 90s. Right. Uh, she fights back. I think she even, like, has the killer on top of the car, hits the brakes, the killer flings off, gets hurt, and then Joshua Jackson just falls
1: psh, yep.
0: right through the windshield. Yep. dead.
1: Done. That's it. Damon's out.
0: Then she runs away, and I think she goes to the security guard after that, which comes back out there, and, of course, body's gone. she's
1: an idiot. Body's gone. I th- I think you were up to something, and then the cops are there, two and they pick up the one beer can she had which looks like a fucking Pepsi can because there's yeah, so much Pepsi I in this I mean, movie. I was like is that supposed to be a Bud Light? <laughs> what
0: is that? But I guess because you had one beer you can't remember anything.
1: Yeah, you had one beer so obviously that you're you're drugged. You're you're out of your mind. You had one beer. <laughs> and
0: then you return to the friends coffee set again and of course it's just like no no Come on, because Parker was there. He's like, no, man. He's just Damon's, playing one of his
1: classic pranks.
0: David's the fucking greatest prankster. One time he <laughs> pretended to be the middle Hanson brother just to get laid.
1: That made me laugh. It's that that's made the, everyone laugh. That's the most dated-ass reference, too. Well,
0: the dial-up internet and the Hanson reference, boom, boom.
1: Yeah, already we have dated this movie into the 90s. Uh,
0: and, but what always made me laugh is... Natalie immediately figures out what's happening she's just like no I think someone's going around killing someone as urban legends and wow
1: yeah I mean Yeah, I mean, props to her, because we didn't waste any time. You know, I hate when movies have to waste time where the main character is just trying to piece the most obvious thing together, and they piece it together in, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, it's this, so frustrating. Like, this one, she's like, no, this is what's happening, and it's her trying to convince everybody else that's what's happening. It's a little more satisfying to watch. And this
0: is part of the 90s. They're smarter now. Yeah. Smarter
1: slasher films. Yeah, they're aware of... Uh, pop culture movies about these things, you know, because they even mention later on when's the twist coming, you know, in a very scream line. Well, when she
0: goes and investigates it, too, she goes to the library, finds an urban legend book, runs into Tara Reed, who's got a karma sutra book, is just there to be like, remember everyone, she likes sex.
1: Yeah. She likes talking talking about about sex. (laughs)
0: Because the Cosmo's like her Bible.
1: Yeah, but like, We, she's, she's, we established she's with Parker because he's like, who's my girl when he's drunk at the party later. But like, they're never, they don't even hug. Like, they're not intimate at all. They're almost like sitting as far away from each other on that friend's couch. As possible, but like it's later established that they're like a couple.
0: I actually didn't know they were a couple until what that exact line later on they yeah, were talking about. Yeah.
1: Like, so she's into all this talking about sex in the Karma Sutra and her radio show, but she won't even touch her boyfriend. Nope. Not, not that he's trying to make moves on her either. Like, he's more obsessed with talking about himself and well, he Damon. Sucks.
0: <laughs> so they're in the library. They're looking at the Urban Legend book. They see the high beam Urban Legend, uh, which obviously it was going to come back. I think we, later on it comes back to it twice. We right. We a reference to it. And uh, then we see it. And then we see it. That's pretty much it. I mean, the library scene's pretty quick. It's just like, okay, it's about urban legends.
1: Yep. And yep. now now we're in the thick of the movie. Well, uh, then we
0: go on to our third death, which is when we see uh, the the goth girl on goth for you, chatting away, which got... we? It was the little joke, what are you into? And that guy... Or whoever's on the other side it's like, lithium.
1: Yeah, and she's just, like, my kind of guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she's like, where are you at? And she's getting all ready and everything, and then she comes back to the computer and it's like, in the room with you or something. Yeah,
1: um, and it's flashing inexplicably. Like, they yeah. didn't, computers like, didn't do like, that like, yet. Like. <laughs> uh,
0: and then she gets killed, and she becomes our third death.
1: Yeah, and they, they slit her wrists in the dark, so it's the urban legend, why didn't you turn on the light? Um. Yeah, but Natalie, then everybody thinks that it's a suicide. Then because yeah, she's the goth walks girl. Down
0: the hall, they're like, "Uh oh, looks like your roommates like getting it on again." So banging. she immediately walks banging. <laughs> she immediately walks in the room, covers up her head, puts on her Walkman, dating at number three. <laughs> yeah. Hope it's got shock protection.
2: Yeah.
0: Fucking had me. Skip proof. Sh- skip proof shock protection. Uh, and then yeah, the next morning the dean's the dean and security guard is interviewing her and they're like, wait you never saw anyone else in the room? She's like, well, no, I just covered up my head because they were banging. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, never mind. Well, it's just a suicide then.
1: She was on lithium, so she killed herself. She was
0: depressed. That's what they do.
1: Yeah, basically, like, basically that's what the dean tells them. Yeah, that's... Like, that's like, it.
0: That's not even me joking. That's like, essentially in the That's the, the scene.
1: <laughs>
0: now... I mean, it got to the point. Is like, come on! How many times does she have to be in a situation where someone doesn't believe her? But Jared Leto believes her.
1: Yeah. Now they're on the hunt. So this 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 is the section of the movie that now I'm not as into. This is the exposition-heavy scenes. So they go on the investigation. They f- they go to talk to the janitor, who's there, and is and they're like, "Oh, uh, do you know anything about this massacre that happened 25 years ago?" That they talk about uh, in one of their friends' uh, scenes. Um, and he's like, "Talk to Wexler, talk to your professor."
0: So we go to Wexler's office. They break in because Jared Little apparently can break into stuff. That's one with, of a his, with a Mastercard. Mastercard, <laughs> and then he breaks into the desk. Uh, Natalie walks up sees that apparently he keeps books in closets, and then he's got a secret closet, and then, boom, we get a Freddy Krueger doll.
1: Yeah, which looks like the Nightmare 3, like, doll one from the stop-motion scene.
0: Yeah, in this one closet, we get a a snow jacket, which apparently everyone in this fucking town has the same snow jacket. Yeah,
1: because the janitor has it later, Uh, there's a girl that's going swimming that fucking has it, and then, yeah, Yeah. Wexler has it. Wexler
0: has it. So we get the Freddy doll, a snow jacket, and an axe, all in one closet, They get caught by Wexler. All right, so they're in the dean's office, and they're essentially just questioning them. We find out that Natalie has reckless endangerment in her uh, past, and Jared Leto gets fired by the editor.
1: Yeah, so that leads her to tell him the story of the, the urban legend with the high beams. We don't see it, though, yet. We just hear it first.
0: Well, she tells it in the pool,
1: yeah, in a little bit. Yeah.
0: So they run off, and Leto's pissed at him, or what's Leto's character's name? I don't know. Um,
1: Uh, Paul. Paul. Paul Paul
0: Paul gets mad. They split up. She goes to the pool, which we see Gayheart swimming in the pool, and damn, she looks good.
1: She looks good in every scene in this movie.
0: (laughs) But anyway, a random person walks in with the same snow jacket. (laughs) Natalie freaks out, busts a window, which... I guess she doesn't get in trouble for that yeah I guess
1: like nobody everybody's like ah whatever and then she finally
0: drops how she knows the girl that was killed at the beginning because they were doing the high beam joke they went too fast and killed some random dude yeah and then she got a year of probation she got a year of probation for reckless endangerment yeah wouldn't that be called like (laughs) manslaughter I don't know Uh, I'm not a lawyer but
1: (laughs) I just play one on TV
0: damn right I do (laughs) Uh, I've got. Let's see. Dean gets his. Oh, so after this pool scene, we get kind of what I always call like the Pet Cemetery two, or is it one? It's one. The yeah.
1: the tendon uh, slicing, under, the Achilles the, heel slicing.
0: Underneath the car, the killer slices the tendon. Oh, I hate this. I, of of the Dean, and then fucking runs him down into tire spikes.
1: Yeah. This is the. Uh, this is like. Probably the second most brutal death after uh, Rosenbaum's, which is coming up in a sec. Uh, but this is fucking brutal. Like, yeah. slices the tendon. He's crawling away. He, the killer uses the dean's own car, rolling at him, and uh, squishes him on some tire spikes. And it is bloody as hell.
0: That's our fourth death. Then we get to the sorority party house. We see the dog is drinking, which I was like, oh no, you can't, you can't put a bong in a dog's mouth. The guy in the DJ booth sets up that he's awful. Oh, you hear the scream in the song? It's real. Oh, thank God for telling me that. Now I want to jump your bones. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, dude?
1: Well, it, way to tack on as many urban legends though as possible to like have the so love roller coaster hard. fucking uh, urban legend. I'm glad they did it though. I like it.
0: Yeah, and then we get Leto drops Expo of Wexler because he comes back to the party, tells Natalie all about Wexler and how he was the only survivor of the massacre. Uh, and then they go off, and they eventually kiss. Then Gayheart comes back with drinks, gets pissed. It's
1: like, because she wants Paul.
0: She wants Paul. She's like, oh, no, I fucked up. It's like, no, you didn't, Natalie. You didn't do anything. He kissed you.
1: Yeah, and, like, your friend wasn't making any moves either, so, like... Yeah, she was bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit.
0: Just guard bunch of bullshit. (laughs) Then it goes straight back to Wexler's, um... Office where the security guard is snooping around, bump into the janitor. Which I love the janitor in this because he's just like, she's like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here." He he just gives her like, "Fuck you." Look.
1: Well, and then like, and and at first when she first runs into him before that, she goes, "Oh, you scared me," and he just goes, "Boo."
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: You're not supposed to be in here after dark.
2: Fuck you. He just leaves.
0: But she gets into the office, which I guess the door was open, and slips on a big thing of blood. So they're like, uh-oh, Wexler's dead.
1: Or the killer. Or someone. Uh, We don't
2: know.
1: So, yeah, at this point, security guard's piecing it all together. And
0: then, then they go
1: back to the party, too. And they go back to the party. Um...
0: And Leto comes in, he's like, hey, you gotta stop the party. The killer's on the loose.
1: And then Tara Reed's like, I gotta go back to the radio station. Bye. <laughs> Dips with a friend who we don't meet in the movie, so this must be a deleted scene.
0: Yeah, they had to delete it because they kind of stopped on them driving off and actually showed the driver's face. So like, there's gotta yeah,
1: be a yeah, there's scene. gotta be a scene with this character, but then she gets dropped off the radio station by herself then, and then she gets off.
0: Yeah, eventually, but first. Um He dies. So, uh, what's his name? Parker? Oh, yeah. Parker gets on the phone, and he sees that it's uh, the number of Damon. Damon's number pops up the caller ID, which I guess that doesn't truly date it, because we still get that. Yeah, we still have caller ID. But
1: But this is, like, the most scream moment. He's like, you're going to die.
0: Yeah. He's like, you're going to die tonight. He's just like, I know what's going to happen. Oh, what what are you upstairs? But then, this movie really...
1: This is the grossest scene. Yeah, this is the grossest scene in the movie. He's like, no, this isn't the babysitter urban legend. This is the urban legend about the dog in the microwave.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like the old woman drying her dog in the microwave. I was like, what? They're not going to actually kill a dog. Yeah, they do. Yeah, he
1: opens up the microwave, and it's just fucking disgusting. Gross. And then, so he sees all this, gets grossed out, runs upstairs... He's like the he's like the the stupid girl in like 80s slasher movies. Yeah, he he goes, runs upstairs. He goes back upstairs, <laughs> to
0: puke in a toilet. Which, yeah. why don't you just go outside and puke? Yeah.
1: And know. there's a weird thing where like we have a shot from inside the toilet looking up at him and I'm like I bet they showed him puking and that got cut for some reason. Probably. Why would why would we have that shot like that? So the, and then the killer then shows up, drowns him in his own puke a little bit, pulls well, knock, him out, knocks him out. Yeah, and then pours Pop Rocks in his mouth and uses a, a beer uh, bong and pours draino on the Pop Rocks, and then yeah. he dies. Then brutal, dead. fucking brutal. Like, the way they cut this scene, and they've got like a thousand cuts in this scene. This is very MTV flashy editing, but no. brutal death. Well,
0: they did it at the microwave. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. When they reveal that the dog has been exploded in the microwave, they cut to uh, Rosenbaum's face eight times, yeah. and it's all different shots, but the same reaction. I, I love that shit. Made yeah. me smile. They
2: did that
0: so much in the late '90s and early 2000s. Where it's like the? I guess you call them flash cuts. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I
1: miss flash cuts, but like at the same time, I don't. <laughs> they were perfect. They were perfect for that time. I don't want to see him make a comeback.
0: And right after this, Damon's uh, girlfriend, Sasha, gets killed because she's on the radio. Natasha, not Tasha, um, Natalie hears it. She ends up getting attacked. She's like, oh no, what are we going to do? And the same fucking douchebag. And she's <laughs> like,
1: she's doing a great it's, bit.
0: It's a performance art, man. Like, why is everyone trying to tell Natalie that she's always wrong?
1: Uh this is a metaphor for like <laughs> women's rights, man. This is just mean. <laughs>
0: yeah. So she runs to the radio station. Tara Reid actually puts up quite a chase.
1: Oh yeah, she fights him pretty hard.
0: But then she, oh, she, she is kind of, sort of escapes. She gets dropped off like the the stairs. Then she goes right back the elevator to go back upstairs. Yeah. So both her and Damon die kind of the same way.
2: And they're dating.
0: Huh. 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 I don't know what to be. <laughs> But she kills uh, she kills Sasha, and then the killer makes kind of eye contact with Natalie, who's downstairs, and then gives her that little wave.
1: Yeah, which is sort of, you said was the who you knew the killer yeah. was when you That's first saw the knew. movie. That's what I
0: knew. When I was in the theater, I go, oh, it's her friend.
1: Right. Um, which makes sense now, but I, did, I didn't catch that. I just thought it was like a creepy thing.
0: Well, after Scream, it was always hard to guess who some of the killers were, because they were always trying to trick you. In Scream, we had two killers. Right. And this one, it was the girl.
1: It was sort of... Well, they really established Rebecca Gayhart's character as, like, the fun best friend, Mm -hmm. who was never the killer in these movies. So props to this movie for doing it that way.
0: So she gets back. uh, Natalie gets back, tells Leto. Her... And then... Then Rebecca Gayhart's uh, character shows up out of nowhere also. So the trio is together. They get in Leto's car. They drive away. They go to a gas station. They're talking in the car. They hear a cell phone. They go to the back.
1: Uh, Wexler's dead in the back.
0: Yeah, Natalie and uh, Gayhart find dead Wexler. Yeah. And then run. Fuck this shit. They take off,
1: split up, and Natalie hears uh, Rebecca Gayhart scream, thinks she's dead, and goes off on her own.
0: Yeah, and then finds the janitor in that beat up truck. She gets in with the janitor, who oh, he's got the jacket too. Yeah,
1: and then but then we get the uh, high beams, urban legend again for the third time now in the movie, uh, of him not uh, the him seeing the person with no lights on flicks his lights. It's the killer, and they're like, "She's the killer. She's coming for me."
0: Yeah, she runs the janitor off the road, uh, and then I think Natalie ends up. Kind of getting away somehow. No. Yeah, oh, yeah no. Yeah, yeah she just yeah.
1: she she leaves the. Uh, we don't even know if the janitor's dead. She just dips. She's like, yeah. nope. She gets out of the car. She well, we'll runs find away.
0: Out. These
1: characters have no problem leaving. something. later on, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. So they, she goes over to uh, an emergency post, which she lights up so that the security guard is notified to come and get her. Security guard suits up, gets her gun ready, goes after. You know, goes towards this light. And uh, it's of course right next to the house where the murder happened 25 and she, years ago.
0: She hears Gayheart scream again, again. So she goes up there to save her, and then it turns out that it's a fucking murder room.
1: Yeah, it's like it's the ho- classic like Halloween like displaying of all the bodies. Yeah, room. this is the
0: part of the movie that really disappointed me
1: it you walk in and yeah it's like the halloween thing it almost and also with like the uh boarded up windows and the candles everywhere reminded me of hellraiser a little bit too okay um, uh, I so that. i feel like they were doing like a halloween hellraiser thing and then we get the reveal of the killer rebecca gayhart who is now giving it 110% she in this movie
0: fucking
1: goes mad i love i love this reveal like it's it's kind of eye rolling especially when you get the motive that it's like because the person that uh they recklessly endangered, killed. Is was Rebecca Gayhart's boyfriend. We get that as sort of the motive, which is kind of eye y But she's so good in this performance bit here.
0: Yeah, I always remember her like eyes like popping out of her head. Yeah, like, crazy eyes. Yeah,
1: she's got like these big, beautiful eyes, and like they they turn red when she goes crazy at the end here.
0: <laughs> and this is when she reveals why she's done all this. All of this. Is because Natalie helped kill her boyfriend in the high beam incident uh, with the '90s girl.
1: Yeah, and and that's the reason why she's doing it. But she still wants Paul as well. So she's like, "I got to kill you because I got to get him, and we're going to share the story." And, and
0: he's going to get a Pulitzer or something.
1: Yeah, and then and then uh, Loretta Devine shows up, Reese, and she tries. She does a pretty good job trying to get. Uh, Rebecca Gayhart down doesn't ultimately succeed because she gets stabbed and then Leto shows up right before Rebecca Gayhart shoots uh, uh, Natalie and then he starts to kind of give a spiel where you're like oh are there two killers like scream and then he's like no I was just doing that to protect her
0: yeah he didn't he was kind of obvious to tell that he was just going to protect her. I never thought, even back then, now, that there was going to be the two. But I could see what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I saying. think
1: they were trying... Like, I don't know if it succeeded, but I feel like that's what they were kind of trying to do. Make you think for, like, a second that there were two killers. Also, Leto's really good in this scene, too. No. Like, you can see the flash of, like, Academy Award winner Jared Leto here.
0: Oh, wait. What did he win? <laughs>
1: An Academy Award oh. <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> Duh! <What>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, this this movie was not received well. I Can't believe it. <laughs> but uh, the security guard gets up, shoots her, just shoots the boom right yeah. there, and then she falls out the window. And you knew something was going to happen right then because they never show her body.
1: Right, she flies out the window. She breaks through the board. She land. She like flies out of the second She's story window. Second
0: story. And you're telling me she just gets it? Okay. All right.
1: I'll find whatever. So, this is the we have no problem with leaving bodies behind. That. Oh, this is. Crazy. Leto and Natalie are like. Sorry. Pop rock burping. Um, Leto and Natalie are like, All right, Reese, you made it. Thanks for saving us. And she's just like, I'm fine. Go get help. And they're like, All right. <laughs> and they just dip. And then we get this awesome ADR line. Well, we see the shot of the car going. The paramedics are on their way. She's gonna be fine. Then we cut to the inside of the
0: car. <laughs> they don't stay there and fucking help her, put pressure on the wound or anything. They're just like, uh, we'll call the ambulance. Bye.
1: They're like, we're gonna call the ambulance and get help. They don't take her, but they fucking take Rebecca Gayhart's body <laughs> and put it in the back of the car. Did
0: they even establish that they took her, or did she just? Sneak or did she back? sneak
1: in the back? I don't know. I, I don't think know.
0: They were just trying to. They're just going somewhere to get help, and then she pops up. Uh, And then eventually Jared Leto. I mean, they fight off a little bit, but Jared Leto just hits the brakes and boom! She
1: goes right through the windshield. Yeah, she goes right through the windshield, lands in the water. You're like, no, at this point, now there's no way she could survive. (sighs) So then we get the new Friends cast around the couch talking about urban legends. Like, I heard this story about the girl who tried to kill somebody by using a bunch of urban legends. Spin around the couch, reveal Rebecca Gayhart's still there, looking 30 now at this point. Yeah, like she, they, they old age makeup to her or something. She
0: does not look good. She
1: doesn't look right. Like it looks like Something's very wrong. like weird makeup on her. Um and then she's like, that's not how the story goes. Credits. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, shit. Oh. Let's start with what we know from this film. And I'm, Matt, I don't know if you know this, but this was considered a scream ripoff.
1: I kind of got that from uh, the box art, the movie itself, uh, the advertising of the movie, and <laughs> everything <laughs> that has to do with the movie. The yeah, the, the writing in the movie. Yeah, I kind of got it from everything. But you know what? I love the screen ripoff, so it's all good.
0: Well, you're going to... Uh- I'm going to give you a list, and I want you to tell me your favorite Scream ripoff. Okay, go. We've got Valentine from 2001, same director. We've got Cherry Falls, 2000. That's the Brittany Murphy one, if no one remembers it.
1: That that movie's excellent, by the way. Check it out.
0: Halloween H2O, 1998. Urban Legend, 1998. Whoops. (laughs) That's this one. Uh, Bride of Chucky, 1998. Final Destination, 2000. And I Know What You Did Last Summer, 1997. Alright. What is your favorite scream ripoff?
1: You ready for it? It's the yep. weird one on here. It's Pride of Chucky.
0: Oh wow, really?
1: That movie's amazing. It's so fun. Love that movie. Love the camp aspect of that movie.
0: Uh no, my favorite is I know what you did last summer. I know it's cheesy as fuck and it's clearly the the scream. Knockoff, but it's the best knockoff in
1: my opinion. I mean, it benefits from the Kevin Williamson factor. Like
0: he wrote that. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like you can't go wrong with K. K. Will's. You can't go wrong. <laughs>
0: what else is he? Did he write?
1: He wrote the Faculty, which is another one of my favorites. Oh, that's a.
0: Is it a Screamerpop?
1: No, that's or? a. That's like a Invasion of the Ice Snatchers. It's like yeah, sci-fi, it's like, like
0: high school invasion.
1: Um, of body snatchers, yeah. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Which is amazing. Oh, An wow, amazing that's movie. Of, that's
0: got What's-Her-Name-From-Dawson's Creek. Yeah, and, uh... Katie
1: Holmes. It's like a, a black comedy version of a John Hughes movie. Oh, genius. Oh, underrated that's movie.
0: That's got the kid from Seventh Heaven in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're I, good in it. Like, I Katie Holmes
1: is great in that movie. I
0: don't believe I've ever actually seen that. But now that you mentioned it, it just rushed by. I'm like, holy shit, I totally yeah. remember that. I love that
1: movie. Um, and then besides the screen movies, I think a bunch of TV shows and then Cursed was the last one. He did. Sorry. I love
0: Kirst. That's not his fault,
1: though. That's the studio's fault, for sure. But I still love that movie for the lovable mess it is. But yeah, my favorite of those that you listed, Bride of Chucky, um, would like to add, I like I Still Know What You Did Last Summer more than I Like I Know What You Did Last Summer, though. It's just a more fun, chaotic movie. And then same with Urban Legends. Before we talk about the sequels, Urban Legends Final Cut is a blast. I think I like that one more than this original.
0: Who's your favorite character from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, and why is it Jack Black?
1: Uh, because he's the stoner uh, <laughs> pool boy. <laughs> Best character ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, here's the trivia that I picked up from it for this movie. We had Sarah Michelle Gellar was supposed to play Sasha, the radio girl.
1: Oh, that would have been cool.
0: But because of, I guess, whatever she was doing at the time, she was doing quite a bit at that time. Yeah, really.
1: she, Cruel Intentions, no, Buffy. Buffy. She is yeah. also in Scream 2, so it would have been three people from Scream 2 in this movie.
0: Yeah, and she was in a, I Know What You Did Last Summer too. Yeah. she did in 1997, so I don't know if that would have been... I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, the tri- Oh, Freddy's Puppet and Wexler's Closet, which I did not notice the first time, but Matt found it the second time. And it's pretty I was obvious, looking
1: for it. Uh, I mean, but I was looking for it. If I wasn't looking for it, I wouldn't have probably even noticed it either.
0: Uh, Murderer's jacket was based off that this was supposed to take place in a winter environment, and they yeah. just kept it.
1: I mean, I like it though; it's cool.
0: I mean, they taped this in Canada. but The problem is, it was just seasonably warm, so they just didn't want to spend money on snow.
1: Yeah, I mean, it said Toronto, and we're we're in Chicago. And from what yeah. I hear, like Toronto has weather like Chicago, where it's just pretty unpredictable. So yeah,
0: they just got unlucky. Uh, the SUV in the beginning was supposed to be a Land Rover, the one that Nineties Girl dies in. But it was too small to swing an accent, so they had to change it to a Ford, Explor- uh, a Ford Expedition. Nice. I just thought that was funny. How <laughs> they probably just got in that, and the stunt guy's like, um, this isn't going to work. I can't, I can't do it.
1: <laughs>
0: Let's see. Reese Witherspoon was supposed to play Natalie, and after she turned it down or had conflicts, we had Melissa Joan Hart was supposed to play. Again, didn't work out, so then... <laughs> you
1: know they got their third choice. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Alicia Witt is adorable in this movie and she's great um in it but man, I actually think I would have loved to have seen Melissa Joan Hart in this movie. I think that would have been so cool.
0: I you know what? I-
1: Reese know. is, like, the obvious choice, I feel like, at this time, especially with the Cruel Intentions happening. I actually
0: think they got the best girl for it because... In oh, I opinion,
1: agree. I agree she, they got the best. Yeah. But I would have liked to have... I'm interested to see Joan Hart in, like, a horror movie. I don't think I've ever seen her in one.
0: I just don't like her. <laughs> I've never, like, liked her in anything she's in.
1: I think I saw a little bit of, like, rage in your eyes when you said that. Like, you do not like Melissa Joan Hart. Okay.
2: Okay.
0: I can't I mean other than her TV show she was a witch. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, that was kind of like the WB thing. We get it. Cutesy. But when she was in anything else, movie-wise, never liked her. Okay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's funny. I don't have any opinion towards that her. Maybe I just...
0: the scotch talk. <laughs>
1: But we just know now that Steve hates Melissa Hart for some I reason. I never
0: want to review one of her fucking movies.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. This was filmed
0: <laughs> moving on, this was filmed at the University of Toronto. Okay. And several films apparently were uh taped there, but IMDB didn't tell me. <laughs> it just said several of I films. mean
1: they make a ton of movies in Toronto. Like that's that's central hub for cheap taxes to make movies, so yes.
0: Uh, Here's something that surprised both of us. This is a 53-day shoot.
1: I mean, the production is incredible. It's well shot. The production design is great. It's well edited. Everything, Everything about the production is fantastic. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it needed 53 days, but it's a big movie for sure. Well, they made
0: a lot of money, so I guess they didn't really care. Yeah. They didn't know they were going to make the money during this, but, you know... They I, didn't they... spend
1: that much. fourteen mil no. on a movie like this. I'm sure Scream 2 was like a $100 million movie. I think they just
0: had a lot of confidence <laughs> in this.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, the critical you're about to talk about the critical response here, uh, which has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes currently and did when uh, it came out. I mean, I don't think... Rotten Tomatoes was around at the time, but, uh, you know, the aggregation of the critics uh, was pretty low. Well, what so,
0: surprised me is they had 20%, but only 31% of the audience liked it.
1: Yeah, and I don't understand this because I feel like there was a lot worse movies coming out at the time.
0: Oh, there were. <laughs> that,
1: Like, were whether horror or just, like, teen movies we're a lot worse than this. Like, this is a fun movie. It gets bogged down by exposition in the middle a little bit, but it's a fun movie. I... 20%, like... If I was a critic reviewing this movie, I don't know what I'd give it necessarily, like, stars-wise, but I would give it a positive review. I would I would rate it fresh if I was on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: I would watch it again next year. Next Halloween, boom.
1: Yeah, so I guess that before we talk about the museum, I guess we could just say, you're going to pass this in your Goodwill or your Salvation Army. You're going to pass this because this much, one's everywhere.
0: Yeah, how much is this, and that will determine if I buy it. If this was, like... Uh, 2 $3, boom, bought.
1: But if it was like a $5 one, you pass no, it up. It, uh,
0: yeah, $5 probably, but if it was one of those jackasses that were like, this is $7, like, go oh, fuck yourself <laughs> well, yeah. buying this. No,
1: I'm with you on that. Um, Yeah, I paid 3 for this, and I'm glad I did. And I would three, do it ag- would do again if I lost this.
0: I would pay 3 for this.
1: Yeah. yeah, cool. So, yeah, I'd say pick it up. Do it. Pick up Urban Legend if you come across it.
0: It's cheap right
1: on. So... Now?
0: Now we're going to have to go into the museum.
1: Let's take a look at uh, what we're going to put in the museum this week.
2: Small world, Dr. Jones. Too small for two of us.
1: This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. It belongs in a museum. So do you. So... Here's what the museum is. Every time we do one of these, we find something that we love about the movie or hate about the movie, and we save it, we preserve it, so that we can either look back at it or learn from it.
0: Matt, what are you sticking in the museum?
1: Oh, I think you know what I'm going to put in the museum this time. So we we started this movie, and I I, I probably watched this movie like every five years. So I have I had a gap between the last time I saw this, um, and we started it, and I I. I The movie begins with Total Eclipse of the Heart. And I literally looked at Steve and I go, is this the movie with the Dawson's Creek song? Yes, yes it is. So I'm going to put Joshua Jackson starting the car and... being disgusted and turning off the Dawson's Creek theme on the radio. Love it. It's so on the nose. It's not even meta. It's just so on the nose. It just, I can't help but smile. It's my favorite thing in this movie.
0: They do the same thing at the end where they say, oh, isn't that the girl from the Noxima commercials? She is, right? And she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's. I
1: mean, the writing, I love the. I love the on-the-nose no stuff.
0: Breaking the fourth wall. What
1: would you call that? Yeah, it's. It's more than meta because, like, Scream is meta. Met, like, that's when they're calling attention to what horror movies do and subverting expectations or doing it right on the nose. This is like saying, like, I am the actor from this show. I am the actor from this commercial. Like, it is so on the nose. I don't know what you'd call that, but I love that this movie does it twice. It's
0: like breaking the three and a half wall. They're (laughs) not looking at the camera, but they're clearly reaching into the real world.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. I like it.
0: And my actor or character that I'm going to put in the museum is Reese Wilson, the security guard, played by... Divine Loretta Divine yes I love that she starts off just the trope of the the bumbling police officer and right when they did this in this film I was like oh god of course she's gotta be an idiot the cop has to be an idiot and then at the very end she fucking saves the day and they weave her ass.
1: Yeah, like she's she becomes like the best character in the film. and They're just like, "You all right? Cool. See you later."
0: Bye. <laughs> paramedics coming. We're not even get edit, and we're not going to edit anything to this film with you getting rescued by the paramedics.
1: And like she's back in the sequel. Like, <laughs> like they don't even they don't even show her getting taken away on like the stretcher, but she's back in the fucking next one. We
0: got two sequels. We had Final Cut and yes. Bloody Mary.
1: I've never seen Bloody Mary, uh, but it is the director of Pet Cemetery, so eventually, probably someday, I will. Yeah. Uh, just interested in it, and there's never been like a good Bloody Mary movie, so I want to check that one out. But Final Cut's awesome. Final Cut's a blast.
0: I don't remember much of Final Cut, but I did look it up, and it made its money back.
1: It. Uh, I mean, no wonder we got a third. The third one went straight to video, but yeah. like, still, no wonder we got a third one. Uh, the second I went
0: straight to DVD. Was that DVD time, like 2006, something like
1: that? I think. I, yeah, I think it was like. Yeah, the end of VHS yeah, at that point, like the there. end. So, we yeah we got we got a third one that I never saw, but the second one, pretty cool. I would love to do it on the show. Uh, it's it's worth looking into. I think it's a, it's a fun movie. All right, cool. So next week,
0: next week we are watching the evil
1: of
2: the night.
0: Evil of the night, which we'll get into the box art when we actually review it. But I'm gonna tell you what, it's got a spaceship on it that you know. <laughs>
1: That probably doesn't make an appearance in the movie.
0: <laughs> why the fuck? It's all, that's why I that's one of the main reasons I bought the VHS. Like, oh. what the hell is this about?
1: You showed me the cover of that VHS and I was like, yes, you had to buy this. You had no choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the, it's a great cover.
0: The ship is in S T A blank W A blank S. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like the ship from that movie. So Why not? So it's a
0: Death
1: Star, right? Yeah. Worth looking into. So I guess with that, uh, we would just tell you to make sure at the end of of your day, be kind.
0: Rewind. Hi, it's me. We're meeting at 1030. And guess what? Kevin's going to be there.
1: Your face is the first thing people see when they meet you. So I trust it to soap. Take care of it. With Noxzema. is just for faces. It dissolves oil while it conditions So your skin stays soft, smooth, healthy looking. You'll have your face all your life. Take care of it
2: for healthy looking skin.